Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Today, we're talking a little Lonzo Ball. Sounds like the Pelicans might be ready to let him fly on his own. Could be leaving the nest and heading somewhere else here in free agency, even though he is restricted. We're going to talk all about it. Where could he land? There's a few teams that have already been put out there. Keith, uh, Lonzo doesn't seem like he's going to be a Pelican much longer, does it? No, it doesn't. I I think... um... That's one of those situations where when that trade was made as he was part of the Anthony Davis package, um, he didn't really want to go there, but he he went. He did, didn't raise a huge stink about it, didn't you know, act like a jerk like we unfortunately see some guys do. Uh, he went there, and then it just didn't really work out. Um, you know, he was a weird fit next to Drew Holiday. Didn't didn't look good. Looked better than it did when he was next to Eric Bledsoe uh, as it was this year. And I think now we're just in a position where – the Pelicans don't want to tie up their cap sheet long term with putting money in Alonzo Ball. Uh, if he doesn't really want to be there, yo, let's go. So that doesn't mean he's not a good player. I think, um, yo, I've done more of a 180 on Lonzo mm-hmm. uh, than I ever thought I would because he's now shown he can shoot it a little bit better than we thought. Yeah, I'm a little worried he's. Yeah, I'm a little worried he's got a little Rondo in him where I don't like to drive very much anymore because he doesn't want to go to the free throw line. So that's that's a little concerning. Um, But you put the right guys around him. He's he's pretty good. I I think you want him on a team where he can share the ball handling and playmaking as opposed to just doing it all himself, because then it gets just I think he gets a little messy. Um, But, yeah, there's there's a lot of teams like that. Like one of the teams that's been prominently mentioned is Chicago Bulls, uh, which would have to be a sign and trade unless the Bulls really clear the decks and move on from a whole bunch of guys. They could get to cap space. Maybe that is something that happens and they sign them up right. And Ball, Levine and Vooch. Pretty good, pretty good passing, yeah. pretty good shooting, you know, good ball movement. You you built something uh, pretty credible there. But the one I'm really kind of came out of nowhere and wasn't expecting, and I was looking behind you there. I don't see it. Uh, you know, you're going to dig out Alonzo Ball jersey or what? <laughs> you know, I almost went – it was a while ago. Alonzo Ball jersey, obviously, they went on uh, oh, They went on major discount, right? <laughs> and so I almost grabbed one uh, at the time. But, uh, look – Lonzo back to the Lakers. That's out there. Mark Stein put that one out there. Shams Tarania mentioned the Bulls, mentioned the Clippers as a potential landing spot for him uh, as well. There's going to be teams that are after him. And Shams also mentioned that, look, the the Pelicans are probably not going to match an offer sheet. Now, the challenge is, like you said, all of these teams need the cooperation of the Pelicans in order to get it done. Mostly, I know the Bulls maybe can get it done, but most of these teams are probably going to need the cooperation of the Pelicans in a sign and trade in order to make a Lonzo Ball move happen. So first and for the first hurdle that has to be cleared is where does Lonzo want to go? Right? Like that's going to determine a lot of this. He has to decide which team he wants to go to. And then from there, that team can negotiate with the Pelicans and figure out how to work out a sign and trade in order to get this done. That is unless, you know, a team comes along, maybe the Knicks come along and say, Hey Lonzo, here's $25 million. And he says, okay, right? Like there's some teams out there with cap space that could obviously change this, but from the teams we've heard right now, it sounds like the Pelicans won't be leaving this empty handed. They'll get something in a sign and trade. Yeah. I've been getting asked regularly what the value is in first year salary for Lonzo. And I, I keep saying, 17 to 20 million feels yeah. probably about right. Um, maybe a team could get him a little lower. Maybe you could get him at 15. Um, I, I don't 
think so. My, my guess is, you know, anything lower than 15 and the Pelicans should just match it because then right. that's, you know, that now now you're just playing, you know, you're just being smart with an asset there of you could always trade him later or put him with Bledsoe or Adams and go get a $30 million player if you wanted to or something. Um, but it gets up higher than that. That's where it starts to be. All right. Now we're in a realm where it might be, this could get kind of ugly. So I keep saying 17 to 20 million. So the good, the good thing is if it's the Lakers or the Clippers teams that are well over the cap and are going to be well over the cap, um, that's not so high that it's one of these. It's not like Damian Lillard, where we talked about the struggle for putting together a trade for Dame. Um, what it what it does do for you is it puts you into a position where that's an easier number to, to trade for. Like, let's use the Lakers as an example. That is Contavious Caldwell-Pope or Kyle Kuzma and something else, and you're basically there. Right, you're 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 there. Um, you know, and now your challenge is you're, it's a sign and trade. We all know. What happens with the hard cap, right? And that becomes a hurdle you got to work around. But you're not so far over because you're probably not resigning Schroeder in that case. Or if you do, you could play hardball with him a little bit more and, you know, those kind of things. It starts to become just the math starts to be a little bit different. Actually, Keith, you know what? We've had a lot of people in our comment section. See, we do read the comments lately that have been asking us to go a little bit more in depth into some of the terms and everything. So let's. Sure. Let's not let's not even assume that everyone knows exactly how the hard cap works. So perfect. Let's let's jump into that let's a little do it. bit. All so right. Let's so I'm going to use the Lakers as yes. an example. Let's let's use um, that. Just yeah, because because we're there, right? So so what the hard cap is is basically what what they did um, a few CBAs ago is the NBA said we can't have these teams that are that are spending an insane amount of money with no repercussions. So basically what they did was they said, we don't want the tax line to be the barrier. So everybody gets a little bit more. So next year it projects to be about six and a half million dollars above the tax line. Taxes projected about 136.6 million. This is 143 million, uh, almost 143.1. So call it six and a half million dollars above. So what, what happens is that's called the tax apron. So you'll hear me regularly refer to the apron and the hard cap interchangeably because that's all that really matters there. So what happens is, so let's say you're the Golden State Warriors where you blew so far past that you couldn't even see it anymore. Right. <laughs> what happens with them is they cannot acquire a player via sign and trade. They cannot use the biannual exception because it goes away because they were over the tax apron and they get the smaller mid-level exception. So it drops from for next year about 9.5 million it drops down to about 5.9 million. Um so that's where it is. So it's called the taxpayer mid-level, but it really changes when you cross the apron or not. That's when that number changes. Now if you're everybody else. So again, we're using the Lakers as the example here. Yes. So how you become hard capped. So the Lakers are not Let's be clear about this cuz I think everybody probably knows they were hard capped last year even if you don't fully understand understand that that ends when the league year changes over no one starts out a year hard capped so what what triggers the hard cap is you use the biannual exception lakers can't do that because they used it last year on wesley matthews that become that's something you can only use every other year you use a portion of the non-taxpayer mid-level exception that 9.5 million that is greater than or equal to the taxpayer mid-level. Because again, what they're trying to do is make sure 
you're not double dipping, right? You can't go way over that and then exceed the hard cap right. later. It doesn't work that way. So it triggers the hard cap. Or you acquire a player via sign and trade. It doesn't matter if you trade somebody away via sign and trade. That doesn't matter. It's yes. acquiring a player so via sign and trade. People thinking Dennis Schroeder in their heads. Look, if the Lakers were to sign and trade Dennis Schroeder, that does not Nothing. create a hard cap Exactly. Yep. So that's what hard caps you. When you are hard capped, as uh, Trevor knows quite well, you can't exceed that hard cap by even one dollar. It doesn't doesn't matter if you're down players. Figure it out. You know, uh, wave a guy. You know, um, uh, wave and stretch a guy. Do whatever you got to do, but you got to get under that hard cap. And there's and there's not a point where it is. Well, we'll figure that out later. Like the luxury tax can be figured out later. Uh, the hard cap cannot. You can't exceed it and then figure it out later. You can't even go over. The, 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 the trade would be declined by the NBA. Transaction would be declined by the NBA. Whatever it is because it's not legal. So that's how you get hard capped is through those manners. Uh, so the hard cap line is about $143 million. So now let's take it to the, to the Lakers right now. Lakers guaranteed salaries on the book is about $116 million in guaranteed salary um, on their books plus roster holds and all these other things that – Gets a little complicated, um, but that's players, the draft pick, and then some roster holds. So you're working with 116 million. So you're about 27 million under the hard cap or so, right in that range. So if you bring in Lonzo Ball, let's say they're just going to use round numbers, 20 million, but you trade out Contavious Caldwell Pope and Marcus All and Alfonso McKinney. Right. That's your salary match to go out there, and you're you're basically sending out about as much as you send. You're bringing back, you're still sitting in the same spot. So you're sitting in a really good spot because you're right there. It gets hard when you start bringing guys in and you start sending out less than you bring in. When there's that imbalance, that starts to create um, that tightness up against the hard cap where you'd be, where we'd find a little bit of trouble. And that's where if you're thinking, well, you know what, we'll sign and trade for Lonzo using these guys. Then we'll sign and trade Schroeder to bring in somebody at $25 million or something like that. That's where it starts to get a little complicated and you're starting to get a little close. Because the other thing you got to remember, you start doing a two or three for one trade, you got to fill those roster spots eventually anyway. And and again, I'm gonna I just just to hammer it home. If you're a hard cap, doesn't matter if it's a veteran minimum, doesn't matter if it's a rookie minimum, you can't go over the hard cap under any circumstances. So that that's just something to kind of keep in mind as you you think all these things through. Of yeah, it looks like there's all this great flexibility. And and the other thing I will say is a lot of people keep just randomly throwing Montrezl Harrell's nine point seven million in there. Yeah, if he picks it up. But if he's like, I'm picking it up and getting traded somewhere I don't want to be, I ain't picking it up. Right. See you later. I'm going free agency. And you, you won't know. Again, he so. doesn't have to decide until two days after the draft. So there it's not it like draft yep. night. So that's, you ha- you, yep. You're going to know when you're trading those yeah, players, he, potentially he, trading that pick. Exactly. Yeah, it gets super messy with trying to do something where you're – a guy who has an option and you're going to do a sign and trade after the draft and include a draft pick. Cause just the guy can screw it all up. If Harold gets a window, he's like, nah, I'm out. Yep. See you later. I'm going to go sign with Charlotte direct. I'm not dealing with your nonsense. So yeah. So that's just where, you know, impossible. No, not at all. Not even close to impossible. It's just, it's salary cap gymnastics. And in the end, it all comes down to math. It's something to work around. So practically speaking, let's say the Lakers go the Lonzo route. They trigger that hard cap, right? And they're still sitting right. Let's say they're right around 116 million with Lonzo brought in. Well, then you go and you re-sign Alex Caruso. Then you go and you re-sign 
Taylor Horton Tucker. And let's say they both get, I don't know, 10 each, right? Uh, and then next thing you know, you're at about $136 million in salary. You still have a bunch of roster yep. spots to fill. Um, you're probably not going to bring back Dennis Schroeder at that point or anything, but let's say, you know, you bring back Markeith Morris, you start bringing back a couple other players. And next thing you know, you've got a couple roster spots to fill and you're sitting at 141 million and you need to use the veteran minimum. What well, you can't anymore, right? Like, cause yep. you, and that's exactly what happened to the Lakers last season. Why they carried 14 players for a good chunk of the season was because of that hard cap, because they could not yep. use even the veteran minimum flip it though. Don't bring in Lonzo, bring back Schroeder, don't use more than the taxpayer mid-level exception, and now you can continue going. Let's say you pay Taylor, let's say no you nuts. pay Taylor Horton Tucker 15 million. You pay you pay Caruso 15 million. Next thing you know, you're sitting at like, I don't know, $148 million and you still have some roster spots to fill. Hey, veteran minimum contracts. Here you go. Pass them out like Oprah. No big deal. It's a soft <laughs> cap under that scenario. Yep. So that is the difference for the Lakers. And that's not an argument one way or another. That's just the reality of their of their situation right now. If they were to try something with Lonzo Ball, that's how you get the Golden State Warriors with a total uh, salary bill of one hundred and sixty nine million dollars, which is thirty one million over the hard cap because they're not hard cap. So it doesn't matter. They can keep spending and trading and doing all the things they want to do. But like next year, right now, today, they're sitting about twenty four million over that hard cap. Um they are going to be in a position where they, they can't do a sign-and-trade. They only have the taxpayer mid-level exception, um, and they don't have the biannual exception to use. So those, those are your kind of punishments for starting out there. And then if you do any of those things, it eliminates that loophole. The NBA does a pretty good job of closing down loopholes in the CBA because what they don't want to have you do is you dip under, hey, we're going to use the full mid-level, now we're over, but we already used it too bad. doesn't work that way. You're going to get hard capped and get stuck. That's where Boston got stuck uh, with the whole trade exception. Uh, they traded for Trist- or signed Tristan Thompson using the full mid-level, which left them only a little bit of wiggle room under the hard cap. And then that's why they couldn't use the full $28 million of the Gordon Hayward trade exception without sending a bunch of salary out. And, and it, 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 it gets complicated, but just know we've, we've got you here. Ask if you're confused. We'll get to it. It might take us a video or two, but we'll get to yes. it. And I do want to add, a lot of people have been asking for uh, some explainers and those kind of things. We promise when we get into slower news days, we'll get into some of that stuff. Or as situations arise, we'll take the time, take an extra few minutes and really break it down why things happen in a certain way. Right. And that's stuff that hopefully people will be able to go back and reference You know, a year from now or whatever. Yep. They can go back and look and see, okay, this is why this has to happen this way or whatever. But, uh, but so for these teams right now, it's the Chicago Bulls, the Clippers, the Lakers, all three of them have to look at, we okay, we'd be triggering a hard cap if we bring in Lonzo Ball. So that has to be part of the decision-making process. Not only do we want Lonzo Ball as a player, which a good player improved his three-point percentage, improved his free throw percentage, 78% from the line last season. Doesn't mean he was getting a lot of free throw attempts, but did improve his percentage last season. So there's a lot to like there as a player. But, you mm-hmm. have to factor in. It's not just what does he want in terms of a contract? What are we going to have to give up in order to get him? It's also we're going to have to operate under the constriction of a hard cap. And again, that's the Clippers. That's the Lakers. That's the Bulls. Any of these teams right now that's rumored to trade for him would have to deal with that situation. Yeah, and with the Clippers, just without going super deep into detail, 
it's very hard for them to 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 figure out how to make that work because as it stands right now, uh, we know Kawhi's probably going to opt out. We're just in order things. I'll spoil it a little, but <laughs> we already talked about Kawhi towards partially torn ACL. Um, but let's assume he's just going to resign for the max with with the Clippers or even opts in and then does a renegotiation or whatever he does um, and opt in and extend. However he does it, he's going to get his money. Uh, let's just say it's with the Clippers. They're already operating over it, so they wouldn't even be able to do that. Um, again, because if you're already over the hard cap, you can't even do a sign and trade. Um, so, so they'd have to clear some some stuff under. And there's ways you can do that. You can arrange non uh, um, uh, trade trades that don't don't happen exactly at the same time. Um, and that can literally be we did this trade and then we did this trade. It can be a matter of seconds. Um, but it's just they, they, there's ways they can work around it. But but they've got some constraints that they'd have to work around to even get in a position. Whereas like the Lakers and the Bulls. That's probably more of a after the fact thing that they have to deal with versus they could make it happen on the front end. It's just where does that leave you flexibility on the back end? Then I guess you got a question: Why do the Pelicans help out two other teams in their division, especially a team you know that they own their draft picks coming forward? That that's the other part where it's uh, it gets a little messy for me. There is. If I'm the Pelicans, why? And I did. I, I I do Spotify green room, as you know. Somebody said, "Well, why wouldn't they just do a double sign and trade and take back Dennis Schroeder?" I was like, well, well why? Well, Ball and Bledsoe were good. If why they, would you want Schroeder? If they and wanted him, sure, but I don't know that they that they would. Like yeah. they already have Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, They've got uh, Nikhil Alexander yeah. Walker. Like you've got some guys. Here, Lewis, the rookie guard. Sure. Yeah, yeah. If they lose Lonzo, they're going with the young guards. They might add a veteran just to have him in the mix, but but it's not it's not going to be a, a Dennis Schroeder. It'll be a much further. It'll be an Ish Smith type of guy who comes in for, you know. 20 minutes a night as a backup behind the kids. And that's what he gives you. So yeah, it's not, it's not going to be a major uh, free agent. Right. So this gets, I mean, I know we think like, Hey, Oh, he's a free agent. Just sign him. It's actually pretty complicated because I mean, first hurdle, where does Lonzo want to go from there? Can the Pelicans work something out with that team? Do they want to work something out with that team in order to get Lonzo to that, that destination? And then from there, maybe you can get it done. But when you've got all those moving parts, all it takes is one little slip up and the whole thing crumbles. So it's going to be interesting what they to see how should this all do, works out. What they should do is trade Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart for Anthony Davis. Well, yeah. I think that would be a pretty, pretty good You also have trade. to throw in a, just a few picks there, but, uh, but yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll be enough to get it done. Yeah, maybe. No, that's not real. Don't yell at us in the comments. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, look, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting offseason particularly for the point guard position. Lonzo Ball uh, seems to be on the upswing career-wise. Has a number of teams that do want him. Appears the Pelicans are not among them, at least not at what we think his asking price is going to be. So it means there's probably going to be yet another trade, which fits into our our theme that this is going to be the summer of the trade for the NBA. Can't wait to see how this all breaks down. But let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Do, do you think that there's a particular team should make this work for Lonzo Ball? Is it worth it knowing that you're going to have to trigger the hard cap if we're assuming that it's the Bulls, the Lakers, or the Clippers that winds up working out a deal for him? And again, we still have a little bit of time. I'm sure some other teams will emerge as suitors as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya. Stay safe. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>